This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He is turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. What is up, hockey fans? This is the Golden Edge Podcast, the podcast where the Las Vegas Review Journal talks about hockey. I am one of your Golden Knights, uh, Review Journal beat writers, Ben Goats, and joining me on the other line, back from his two-week vacation, I am very happy to say, is my colleague, Dave Shane. Dave, so good to have you back. Ah, what a Welcome. I feel like I need like music, like you know, da 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 da. He's back, or you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that's what listeners have in their head after having uh, me talk to myself for two weeks. So it's very much uh, appreciated that uh, you are allowing me to sound slightly less crazy because there's another human being that I am conversing with. Uh, how was your break? Do anything crazy? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm a wild, I'm a wild and crazy guy. Yeah, you know. So, no, no, no. Cruising around, uh, cruising around California, made sure I had my mask on as uh, as much as possible. But uh, hit some golf balls, caught some fish, uh, hung out with some family, some friends. So it was uh, it was a good time. Nice to nice to get away. No, totally. And it's nice to, of course, have you back. We're going to be talking about some of the things that popped up uh, while Dave was out of town, including uh, two. Golden Knights jerseys, if you count the Henderson Silver Knights jersey reveal that he was not around for. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to go through a little ranking of where we have the various Golden Knights uh, sweaters right now, as well as give you a little bit of an update on what's happening at the kind of NHL league-wide level. Uh, but first, let me remind everyone that the Golden Edge podcast is presented by Indeed and Favorshot, drinkafavor.com. Also, check out all our written work at reviewjournal.com and of course you could rate review subscribe whatever you do to podcasts please do to this one uh we would appreciate it so the big news of the weekday of, of course as you know because you are welcome back from vacation with a lovely 7 30 a.m press release about this is the nhl after weeks of coordinated teasing from all 31 of its current teams released their reverse retro jerseys. Uh, they have a throwback jersey that they made in coordination with Adidas for every NHL team. Uh, and if you're on the other uh, end of this podcast listening, going like, wait a minute, how can the Golden Knights have a throwback jersey? 
That is a valid question because the team has only been playing for three seasons and counting here. Uh, but they did get a red jersey that's actually a throwback to the Las Vegas Wranglers, the, of course, ECHL team that has many actually notable alumnus, including Knights, ex-Knights defenseman now Derek England. Uh, there was also uh, some influences from the Las Vegas Thunder on these jerseys. Uh, as I mentioned before, they're red. They're the first jerseys that have the Knights' secondary logo actually as the crest. So that's a little bit different. Uh, if you haven't seen these already, you can, of course, check them out at ReviewJournal.com. But Dave, when you uh, got woken up from what I'm sure was a restful vacation slumber to have these red bad boys staring you in the face, uh, what were your initial reactions? I mean, obviously, I'd seen the stuff that had leaked out and we kind of written about it, too. And so I don't think it was like a big shock or anything. And, and clearly, you know, like you mentioned, they were being teased. Um so I think, you know, my opinion, I think, was formulated a little bit previously. I kind of like them. I, I'm not totally like over the top, like, oh, my gosh, if I was a fan, I would run out there and buy it. Like, I'm not quite there yet, but I, I, I like the secondary logo as the crest. And I kind of am, am down with the red, I guess. Um, I like the backstory. Like a lot of the the way that the striping and things like you mentioned was similar to the V that the Thunder had, um, you know, V for Vegas and, and kind of the way that it formed on its jersey. Um, and then also the color, obviously, the Wranglers. I thought there was a cool like little bit in the release that the Knights sent out with the video. And you could see Mike McKenna in his uh, in his Wranglers gear. And he, I think he either makes a save in a shootout or it goes wide and he like pumps his fist. And so, you know, just that little touch to the Wranglers. And obviously Derek England is somebody that played for the Wranglers. So, you know, for a three-year-old team to to have a retro jersey, I guess, and and all the things that they were working with. I know there was a lot of people. I have a friend, especially, who doesn't like the main logo and the main crest. And so the fact that they have the secondary logo, I know there's a lot of people that really like that. I'm almost kind of curious to see long term if the red one outsells the gold one. Ooh, that's a good question. Because I'm kind of with you where I actually, I dig the color. Actually, I like the red a lot. Um, I'm I'm down with it. I'm the of the opposite opinion in terms of some of the people you're talking about where I've just never gotten the secondary logo that much. And I think longtime listeners to the podcast will know this at this point where if it's on the shoulders of a jersey, like it's fine. I'm cool with that. I actually think the Knights helmet is, you know, a pretty decent logo. It's a pretty solid logo. I actually like, you know, that it's got the V in it and everything. I don't really, like I said, get the secondary logo. I've never really gotten it. So that kind of downgrades it a little bit for me of I'm just not psyched to have the the two swords across my sweater uh, but I do like the color and I have to give you know Adidas basically credit for coming up with as you said a pretty cool backstory uh out of essentially nothing because you know and we're gonna talk about this a little bit in a second here there's a lot of I think really cool retro jerseys in this entire reverse retro collection there's a lot of teams that I think they went back into either the past of the franchise or, I mean, the past in terms of a different team's history uh, for some of these teams that have been relocated a bunch and come up with really cool designs that I'm really actually excited to see on the ice. And so it's cool that they you know, got creative when they weren't working with as much here in Las Vegas. Um, 
But to kind of broaden it, as I was kind of uh, mentioning a little bit earlier, just what did you think about this retro idea as a whole? Were you like me kind of scrolling through different rankings yesterday, going through all the different ones, picking which ones you like, you don't like, you hate all that good stuff? I mean, I definitely went through and was like checking them out. I I mean, OK, I, I think we have to first just sort of understand what it is and like, look, it's clearly you know, a way to generate revenue. I'm not going to say the word money grab, um, but I mean, that's like, that's what it is. This is is like alternative revenue streams and, and let's, let's find a new way of doing things. And so I think it works better for some teams than others. And I think what, what sort of bothers me, I guess, about it is, and and I'm going to spoil, like we're going to talk about a little bit. So two of my favorites are like kind of former teams. I guess you could say. And yet they've been, and yet they're inconsistent with it because like Winnipeg didn't do anything to the thrash to the thrashers or any kind of nod to that. And maybe it's because their logo isn't as cool as the other two. And I'm trying to like, like save a little bit here and not spoil like what my favorite ones are. I'm sure a listener can figure it out at this point. Um, but I think that's the only thing that's weird with me is like, you know, why were some of them the, these nods to former franchises in and almost in a weird way, like franchises that were ripped away from the city and and brought to these, you know, new cities. Um, and they're kind of using these old logos as, you know, as streams of revenue for that, almost like profiting off it. It seems a little hollow. I don't know. But I do think there were some cool ones. Um, and I do think the idea as a whole works for certain teams, you know, like, I mean, I know it's out there, like the backstory of the, the penguins one and in being influenced by Snoop Dogg in the June juice video um, and kind of flipping it around and doing the white and, and all that. So uh, I think there's some, some teams and some styles that it works better for. Um, but, you know, I guess if you just accept the fact that, you know, teams are trying to, to generate revenue and things are like that right now, and maybe it's a little easier to swallow. No, totally. And I do absolutely, uh, think that it's a very obvious money grab, but it's also kind of a just random fun thing that the uh, NHL did. And the NHL doesn't do a lot of random fun things. Uh, I mean, it was pointed out in the press release that, you know, we both got on Monday. I mean, this is the NHL's first, like, you know, league-wide coordinated alternate uh, jersey program. This is the first time the NHL has had, like, league-wide, like, let's do something different with our jerseys, which in the year 2020, like, sounds crazy to me like i get like obviously league-wide and involving all at this point 31 teams is difficult but how has it taken it this long for the league to kind of play around with their jerseys a little bit and have these kind of different you know throwback ideas thrown in there Uh, i know it's kind of you know cliche to uh compare the nhl to other leagues especially the one that it typically kind of has a concurrent season with in the nba But when you think about all the different kind of jersey iterations the NBA has through the years, and now they've got kind of this stock, they go through four jerseys a year. And some of them, uh, especially the throwbacks that they kind of use, are so cool, uh, including like the Miami Heat's uh, throwback jerseys are just so, so awesome. Uh, It is kind of a bummer that we don't get more of this from the NHL to me, but uh, when they do do stuff like this, I think it's really cool. And I think a lot of these, uh, as we've already talked about, turned out really well so with that as the the preamble uh what are your favorite and uh least favorite retro jerseys dave since you've already kind of hinted at some of the ones 
you like and you don't like. Yeah, I mean, okay, so like least favorite, I'm not a big fan of like the Flying Wild Wing from Anaheim. I I think the Red Wings one was hard to do a heck of a lot with because it's so traditional. And so, you know, just kind of the white with the gray bar on the sleeve. I'm not I'm not huge on that. Um most of them I'm I'm like scrolling through actually right now as I as I speak. I, I don't know that I'm a huge fan of the gray of the sharks. Um, but I, I think that's a sharp look, uh, for them. I think the Maple Leafs one is maybe the one that I think is, is probably the worst. I don't like the color scheme of the jets, but I think the Maple Leafs one is just, it it feels, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It feels juvenile. It just, it, it feels like, like it needed a, uh, an artist's touch to it. So favorites, I did kind of hint, at a couple of them, but I want to mention some other ones. So I love the New York Rangers. I love the Lady Liberty. And and I almost wish that they would figure out a way to incorporate that into like their road jersey anyway. And I know the classic, you know, diagonal Rangers and all that is, you know, original six. And but I've always I am a huge fan of that Lady Liberty Lady Liberty uh, logo. The other one that I think is cool. And I'm not I'm not totally there yet. And I know a lot of people just went gaga for it. Um, I grew up in Southern California. So to see the forum blue, as they call it, in gold uh, of the Los Angeles Kings with kind of the the Wayne Gretzky style, you know, Chevy, uh, Chevy logo. I it's cool. I'm not I'm not fully over the top with it, but but I do like that one. My two favorites though are Colorado which is the nod to the Nordiques and then the whalers, uh, which is the hurricanes. I love the gray, like the whalers one, especially with the gray. I think that one's my, my clear favorite. And the Nordiques one is slick and it's got the, the Fleur de Lis going around on the waistline and all that. It's really cool. Um, but again, it's just, it's like, why did they get to use those logos for those teams? But some of the other ones didn't that that's my, that's my biggest gripe, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's really funny about like who gets to, you know, I guess, quote unquote, control or own these things. Because, yeah, I really like both those jerseys that you mentioned. But I had like a weird time as you were talking about wrapping my head around like, is it cool that the Hurricanes are profiting off the Whalers, though? Or the, you know, Avalanche are profiting off the Quebec Nordiques when they're the ones that chose to move away uh, from Quebec? Because part of me actually likes, uh, in the case of the Minnesota Wild, and their jer- the jersey isn't my favorite, but I do love that they repurposed the old Minnesota North Stars colors into that jersey. And obviously that means, of course, that the North Stars, who then moved and became the Dallas Stars, the Dallas Stars didn't like do a Minnesota North Stars throwback. And that, to me, makes a lot more sense in terms of, you know, even though the Stars would technically probably own, you know, kind of the retroactive rights there. The team, really, the heart of the team is was left behind in Minnesota. So it's cool that Minnesota fans get to see those colors again, even though I just don't think it quite works with their current logo, which we could spend a lot of time breaking down. 
the Wild's current logo because I think everyone <laughs> has a lot of questions about what's going on there. But the colors are really you good. You know, like the forest in there? Yeah, you got the forest. You got you got a river or a lake, however you wanted a star. There's a lot happening in the logo that we don't have time to get into. But I do like the colors. Um, and I also I actually think that gray for the Sharks works really well. I think those jerseys are really slick. And, you know... My my hot take, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm actually going to say as cheesy as they are, and I'm going to use the same probably argument that I used for when, you know, the Seattle team named their team the Kraken. I think the Anaheim Ducks jersey is just fun, and I'm here for fun. And obviously, in this case, I'm not sure exactly how much these jerseys are going to be used in an actual game. And if I thought these jerseys were going to be like a serious part of the rotation, like uh, the Golden Knights gold jerseys potentially will be i might be lighter on them but just as something that's like cool and like fun to look at and potentially fun to like throw out there i'm I'm down with the ducks jersey and the duck coming out of the ice with the hockey stick i think it's fun i actually think the colors are kind of cool so i dig it and then the ones that i don't dig uh which you've touched on some of them but not really digging the boston yellow too much i get that there's like with the Red Wings, there's kind of not a lot you can do there, but there's just not a lot there happening for me to get excited about. Uh, the Blues have a red jersey as well. I don't really dig that one. I don't think that's one that you know any Blues fan is going to be that excited to get their hands on. Um, but overall, I think these came up pretty nice. I think the league did a nice job doing something fun with them. Oh, I should point out, I'm actually kind of down with the Arizona Coyotes purple jerseys as well, because it's also fun. But uh, I should mention, with this jersey now in the Knights closet, uh, the Knights are already up to six different jerseys if you count the uh, two jerseys that they recently picked up uh, from the Henderson Silver Knights, which, of course... Uh, you missed the reveal day, but did you get to see what those jersey looks like, jerseys look like? And do you have thoughts? I did. Um, my original thought with them was I liked the way that they used the gold in there. They used the gold the way that the the Golden Knights have the red, sort of that different color that sort of pops. And and I like that it's the gold, sort of with the Golden Knights and the Silver Knight tie-in. That 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 sort of color scheme I, I think worked. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore, total visits. So it's clear Indeed can help get you the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. 
Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. They say a healthy gut means a healthy you. Favor apple cider vinegar shots? Bottle this feeling into the convenience of a two-ounce shot. Better digestion, stronger immune system, and the lowering of blood sugar levels are just some of the benefits to shooting a daily Favor shot. Their proprietary blends are raw and organic and mixed with other functional ingredients to create a better tasting experience. First-time shooters can go to drinkafavor.com. No, I thought it did as well. And because of that, I kind of want to get into now our like ranking of these six Knights jerseys because we have, like I said, a lot to draw on. Now, the Knights have expanded this closet quite quickly where for the first three seasons, they only had a home jersey and an away jersey. Now, all of a sudden, they're up to six if you count the AHL ones. So I wanted to kind of go through our preferences uh, one through six. Uh, before we do that, just to kind of quick go off the top, just so people kind of know where we're coming from and what we appreciate in a jersey. Dave, what are some looks that you typically like? And I'm sure people have already picked up on some of this from hearing us talk about the reverse retros. But what are some of your favorite uh, NHL jerseys and you know what I guess stands out about them to you so that you know kind of gives people an idea of What's your eyes typically drawn to? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I usually kind of go for the classic looks, I guess you could say. Um, you know, some of the original six sort of, you know, the cleaner, you know, not as busy uh, sort of looks. But, you know, I'm also big on the logos. And like, especially when I was a kid, I always remember, you know, the thing about the Whalers logo is the way that it uses the negative space to make the H. And I like any logo that has some sort of, not like hidden, but but uses the negative space or or uses kind of different things. I've always been a fan of the New Jersey Devils logo. Um, you know, just something that's a little different, something that's a little, you know, unique and and identifiable. I mean, just to go back, you know, the one thing about the Golden Knights jersey and the secondary logo is it you have a harder time identifying if you're just gonna, you know, blindly say, okay, I'm walking through an airport in say a foreign country. Which hockey team is that? You're not going to quite know. Whereas I think, you know, the main logo is is really kind of, you know, become an identifier and, and it's easily identifiable that, oh, that's that Vegas hockey team and things like that. And, and so anything like like that, that, that really kind of stands out and, and becomes, you know, an identifiable classic sort of logo or, or, or look, that's usually what I sort of gravitate toward. Yeah, I think our tastes are pretty similar in that regard so maybe this ranking exercise is about to get really boring but i uh, like you i don't like a lot of busy stuff i like you know to keep things pretty simple i like kind of keeping things as close to you know maybe one or two colors as possible i don't like just throwing in you know five or six different elements just to have them um so especially jerseys like the toronto maple leafs i think are really slick because you know, the old phrase, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. Uh, they do that, and I think they pop, and they look really cool, and that's one reason why I think that team 
uh, looks good on the ice. They also happen to have some pretty exciting players, which also helps. Um, but with that out of the way, I want to go through what we think are some of the best looks for the Knights. And just to give you some more time to prepare, Dave, I am prepared to give my rankings first and then we can critique from there. Uh, but number, yeah, I want to hear, I want to hear these cause mine are probably, I don't know. I want to see how different mine right. are cause my reason, my reasoning might be a little different. We'll see. All right. So my number one, and, um, I think this is obviously my number one, even before the reverse retro came out and even before the gold Jersey came out. I mean, it's going to be probably my number one for a long time. It's just the Knights white jerseys. I think are so clean. They work really well for me. It's really hard for any sort of even alternate jersey to knock that off its perch. So the Knights white jersey, still number one for me. Uh, Sneaking in at number two, though, is I actually do really like the Henderson Silver Knights white jersey as well. And they're going to have white gloves to go with it. And I think that look is really going to pop. Listeners of this podcast will also know that I'm a big fan of kind of the Warhorse logo for the Henderson Silver Knights. So those jerseys really work for me. Um, and there was a part of me that wanted to like even debate on with the Knights white jersey, but uh, as people who you know listen to me talk about them last week know, I'm not a big fan of the nameplate on the Henderson Silver Knights jerseys, so that was kind of an easy tiebreaker for me to go you know bump them down a notch. Um, from there, my number three was the Knights gray jersey. I think that works. Uh, number four was the gold jerseys. I think they're fine. I think they're cool. I think they're a nice changeup, but until I actually see them on the ice, maybe and get an even better look at them, uh, they're not that high up for me yet. They're they're gaudy, and I respect what they're going for there, um, but they're just not like my personal favorite. Um, and then I had the new reverse retro jersey fifth, uh, as I mentioned off the top. I don't love the Knights secondary logo. It just doesn't have that same kind of feel to me as the primary one, but I do like the red color enough where it's not lasting. Like I wouldn't blame anyone who goes out and buy it. Like, I think it's a fine looking Jersey. Like I said, just the logo is not my cup of tea. Uh, and last for me would be the Henderson silver Knights gray jerseys. I just think they're a little too dark. They don't quite work as well for me as the Knights gray jerseys, which, uh, I had ranked third and the nameplate once again, for me, was just kind of, you know, a deal breaker that moved them down the list a little bit. I just didn't love that. I think it's, you know, it doesn't quite work for me on the same level front or back as the white ones, which I think are actually going to be really slick. And so that was my ranking, Dave. One through six. What do you think? Okay, so maybe we are going to be pretty similar <laughs> after all. So my rankings are a little a little different, but my, my logic is exactly the same. It's the nameplate. So I haven't had a chance to, like, you know, speak my piece on that, but... Yeah, that's that's sort of my my issue and my hang up with the uh, Silver Knights jerseys. I'm just not sold on them, especially on the uh, on the road one, on the silver one. So, or uh, I guess that's the home one. Excuse me. Um, so anyway, all right. So here are my rankings. Also, number one is the Knights uh, white jersey, the away jersey. So funny enough for me, when the jerseys first came out, I wasn't a big fan of the white, and I don't know why. But the more and more and more I see it, especially on the ice, it's just got that clean, slick kind of look that that sort of appeals. And again, and I wrote this story and we did a whole podcast about this, you know, previously. 
I'm such a fan of the the home whites and and I always want to see that white jersey at home. Like that's how much I I actually enjoy it, but you know, probably won't happen anyway. So that's my number one. And then, and then my number two is the Knights away. Um, I'm still a fan of the, the gray. I know Bill Foley. Uh, and even he mentioned, he likes the gold, especially the way it pops in the crowd. The, the, the gray is a little bit muted, but I still like the way it works. And I'm not a big fan of the, the red on there. And it looks like the Belgium flag and all of that. But I still think of, of the six jerseys. That one's number, number two for me. So number three, I went with the the Silver Knights white. And again, what knocked it down was the nameplate. I just, it, there's something about the back and it's just, I, I don't know why. Maybe it'll grow on me. It's just, it was like the gut initial reaction went, no. And, and so I guess I'll stick with that. Um, but I do like the front and I do like the logo. I And like I said earlier, I like the way that they use the the gold is kind of the color that pops. So I put that that Silver Knights white jersey at number three. Um, and then I actually put the Knights retro at number four, um, basically because, you know, for what it's going for. It's not that I really love the jersey or anything like that, but I do think for what they were attempting and for trying something different, for using the different logo and the different color scheme and all that sort of stuff, they got it really right. I mean, if you were going to do something retro, different, blah, 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 like that iteration, I think is pretty cool. So I put that ahead of the gold and maybe the gold will grow on me. I don't know. I think what what I don't really love about the gold is sort of what comes with it. The the color of the pants or the breezers and, and the socks and everything like that. I, w- when they first unveiled the gold jersey, my initial reaction was, oh, okay, that's okay. That's kind of cool. So it's not so much that. I think it's everything else that that bumps it down for me. Um, and I put that at number five. And then number six, I put the Silver Knights Gray. Uh, and again, it's I, I maybe could be sold on the nameplate on the white jersey, but on the silver jersey, I, I just it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't do it for me. I, I'm not sure. I'm I'm really poor at design and and having sort of an artistic eye. I'm not sure what the alternative should or would be. With that, but for whatever reason, I don't know. I just it, it it's not my cup of tea either. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. And I don't actually think the gold lettering and stuff, which I think pops on the white jersey, really works for me there. Uh, but who knows? We the big caveat that I should have pointed out initially is that neither of us are definitely uh, fashion experts, and I'm sure at any given day, especially during you know the last several months, uh, anyone is free to come up to me and critique my fashion choices because they have all been terrible including as we're speaking right now i've put no effort into my outfit for the day and i probably will continue to not do that for several days based on uh how things are going here but you know the knights are putting at least some thought into expanding their closet and it's at least interesting and kind of fun to talk about the different looks that they have now uh we want to talk about one more thing before we get out of here uh, it is no longer going to be apparel related for those of you that were waiting for us to uh, potentially wrap up that discussion. Uh, but in terms of kind of, you know, league wide, what's going on with the NHL? Because uh, I, you know, talked about a lot of updates last week because Commissioner Gary Bettman with, went public with some of the things that they are talking about behind the scenes. There really haven't been any new developments uh, since then. The league still wants to start playing January 1st. Uh, which obviously means that they're really going to have to get a move on here because, 
you know, if you start January 1st, that means you probably need at least about two weeks of training camp, which means uh, as we're recording this on uh, Tuesday, November 17th, you know, you've got to figure all this out in basically less than a month so that guys can, you know, get to training camps in mid-December. Um, also, you know, last week, you know, talked about Gary Bettman uh, made it public that they were discussing kind of a modified bubble plan. It does seem like the winds might now be blowing in the direction of teams playing in their home market compared to that kind of modified bubble idea. But what would make that interesting, especially here locally, is that then it would, of course, be up to you know local markets, whether they'd allow fans or not. And uh, at this point in Las Vegas, we learned yesterday that UNLV football is not going to have fans. It's final two home games. UNLV men's and women's basketball are going to open their seasons without fans in the stands because the uh, COVID-19 testing numbers in the state and Clark County uh, continue to go up. And now they have gone up to a point where the uh, Southern Nevada Health District uh, basically recommended, you know, we're past the threshold where we should not be having gatherings of uh, 250 uh, people or more. So that would certainly make it complicated uh, for fans to get into T-Mobile Arena when the season would start the way things are trending right now. But, you know, who knows where uh, we're at approximately a month and a half from now because things have, of course, you know, changed so, so quickly, uh, you know, in the previous months. Obviously, they changed a lot when the NHL was discussing how they were going to stage their postseason and they're probably going to uh, change a lot when they're planning out how to uh, take a part in just the 2021 season at this point. Usually we give two years, uh, but this season might just be conducted over one year. Uh, Dave, I know you just got uh, back on the beat, as it were, but, you know, I mean, how do you think uh, some of this stuff is going to play out? And, I mean, I think is it pretty safe to say that they're going to be able to come to some sort of resolution and ultimately stage next season. I mean, I think, you know, again, obviously everything is going to be predicated on, you know, on the virus and the situation with the pandemic, where things stand. I mean, I think, you know, one issue that has to get resolved one way or the other is the border. And I'm sure the NHL has discussed, okay, well, you know, if it's open, if it's not, you know, what can we do? What if we have a Canadian division and what do we do with the other 24 teams all those sorts of different things. So, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I've heard, you know, things that this week that there'll be talks, if not next week, you know, the NHLPA has certainly had a lot of conversations separate from what's happened, you know, in terms of the NHL and, and what the commissioner's office and the, those folks have discussed, I'm sure at some point, like you mentioned really soon here, they're going to have to get together and they're going to have to discuss, you know, salary things in, in, you know, are our salaries going to be prorated? How are they going to do the financials? Um, what's going to work? I mean, feasibly, if they're talking about January 1st and getting, you know, the Stanley Cup awarded, you know, July, mid-July, somewhere around there before the Olympics, you know, potentially you could have, you know, th- January through May, what's that, five months? You could play, you know, what's, I think it's been suggested 12 games a month, if not, you know, one or two, maybe more. So you could get 60 plus games into a season. So I think there's some hope that that with that there's enough time, you know, if they get things going here, that they can get the, the season underway, you know, how it's done in what sort of form, whether fans and 
are, are in, you know, allowed in the building and, and how the schedule is going to be structured and all that, that sort of stuff, I think remains to be seen. But, you know, at least right now the wheels are turning and the gears are going, you know, toward having some kind of season. We'll just see, I think, you know, how things shake out here as the, you know, the flu season kicks in and, and we get close to, you know, having to make a decision and, and which cities are healthy and where can the NHL, you know, stage this and, and what are the players going to agree to? Yeah, totally. And it'll be interesting to see how all that stuff, of course, shakes out. We'll keep you guys posted on this podcast as to what we're hearing and what developments come down the pipeline. Uh, as I said uh, at the beginning of kind of this uh, section of the podcast, these decisions do have to get made fairly soon so that the players have enough of a heads up to uh, get ready and then get back to potentially their home markets in time for training camp. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Golden Edge podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to Indeed and Favorshot, drinkafavor.com for presenting us. As a reminder, please check out all our written work at reviewjournal.com. And if you could rate, review, subscribe, whatever you do to podcasts, uh, please do to this one. It would be very much appreciated. Uh, I'm Ben Goats. That was Dave Shane back from vacation, thankfully. We are the Golden Edge podcast, and we'll talk to you guys again real soon. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.